shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree. There's a light in the window, just salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, sea hags. Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. Episode 69. Yeah. Nice. Hi. Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. I am Katie Norcrick. I'm Chris Jeffa. And with us today is a former teacher, a political animal, a very super funny, hilarious person who requested to be on episode 69. (laughs) It's Lori. You spent a lot of time in high school, eh? Yes, hi. Thanks. Can I also be back on episode 420, please? (laughs) That would also be nice. (laughs) It would be. It was also, it was always the issue. It was just like, okay, turn your textbook to page 70 and, oh, go back one page, please. (laughs) That's very clever. Turn turn your readers to page 69. We'll be reading My Sister Fanny. (laughs) I believe it's a clip from Happy Gilmore. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, Billy Madison. Sorry, I got my Adam Sandler movies Stuff. Hey, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> and the worst of us. <laughs> Especially the worst of us. Mm. So, I like it. Yeah. How, is, how are you doing, Chris? Pretty good. So, ending, we have been keeping people sort of up to date on BC politics just a little bit, just because it was like so all my life for the whole month. Um, yes, Lori and I worked on a campaign together. We don't actually say who it was. Okay. Just for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> very, very easy to find very out. Very easy to find out. But, uh, so it was, yeah, it ate up a lot of our life and kind of interrupted our podcasting schedule a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so we we're kind of keeping people like, we're all on tenderhooks and we don't know what's happening with the government, but you know what? Now we do. Yay! We do know. Yes. Um, and it, it's amazing. It's been nine weeks, I think, since the actual election, and mm-hmm. it's taken until today to actually get a result, until last night to get a result. Mm-hmm. So, get those yeah. pilfy, pilfy results. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't work in politics. I can say it. Okay. I like a man with big teeth. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the acronym. Oh, Pilf, a prime minister. I'd like to. Oh, oh, <laughs> that makes sense. But the prime minister, really? Did I say that prime guy? minister? You no, said premier. premier. Okay, I'm fair sorry. Enough. I got it confused. A yeah. premier. No, it would be a Pimilf, and I don't want to. He's annoying. Yeah. yeah. I don't really want to f either of them. To be honest yeah. with you, I'd like to get a beer and play some froth. Well, that's oh, a, pri- a premier. I'd like to froth. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's perfect. That's much okay. nicer. I, he's. I take a hug though. Okay. I'd take a hug, John Morgan, if you're, if you're asking. <laughs> and a round of Frisbee golf. Yeah. Okay. And a round of okay. sick-ass Frisbee golf. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was like a whole legislative thing and a whole bunch of like very parliamentary processes that had to go down first. So Did like, you have to be hit with a ceremonial club at any point? Well, there was like the Usher of the Black Rod. Um, what? <laughs> episode 69. <laughs> the BBR? Like... Locks locks everybody in the in the <laughs> legislature and then like goes outside and like pounds on the and door turns off the lights and then everybody has to make out <laughs> seven yeah. across the aisle seven minutes in question That's period. Why they don't- that is why they don't let you take your phone in. Because <laughs> you'll send sex. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then the usher of the black rod, like, pounds on the door, and then they announce the lieutenant governor or lieutenant governor. What yeah. is it? Yeah, lieutenant governor, okay. yes. Sure. It's, reads like lieutenant. <laughs> whatever. And, uh, whatever. So then there's all this ceremony and, like, the 
former government. Ooh, that feels nice to say. Yes. Got all sworn in. There was a new cabinet. And we're like, what is all, like, all this ceremony? So we, like, madly, like, wrote a whole bunch of letters to, like, the new ministers being like, hey, fix this, fix this, fix this, fix this, which is pretty cool. Nothing happened, obviously. Yeah, yeah those letters may be still sitting there. Yeah, but that's for, like, our colleagues to pick up and be like, yeah. we should fix this. Yeah, yeah. this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good idea, everybody. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, but basically there was a confidence motion and the former premier... There was no confidence. There was no confidence in the house. They had to debate shit for too long. And then finally the government fell and then the NDP were basically asked to form government with the support of the Green members. And Mm -hmm. it happened so quickly. Like, I mean, we were kind of led to believe that it was going to take a long time to sort through things, even though we knew what the question was going to be. And we... You know, I just, like, shut down my computer, turned the radio off. I was like, okay, I guess we wait until tomorrow, and then maybe we'll get an answer. Yeah. And your phone starts freaking yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I was at the lady show last night, yeah. and at intermission, I opened up my phone, and it was a text from the BCNDP being like, hey, we've been asked to phone yeah. government. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, an email from John Morgan, like, hey, Chris. Yeah. Yes. Big fan of yours. Yeah. <laughs> Want to form government with me? <laughs> Check yes or no. <laughs> P.S. Do you like me? <laughs> Want to go frolfing? <laughs> Love John. <laughs> That's it the was, email that went out. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. yeah, and then there was an email that went out, so I guess, like, yeah, prior to him coming out the doors. And I didn't know, I didn't take it seriously until I saw him actually come out the doors mm-hmm. um, and make that statement, because there was lots of things happening and people saying unconfirmed, like, this mm-hmm. is the new premier. And then I got an email from him saying, this has happened. But I was like, but you need to say that it's happened and not have it be an accident. Somebody yeah. accidentally hit send on that one email. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's Ooh, so God, cool. that would be such so a... embarrassing. Oh, no, yeah. if you, like, prematurely, like... Yeah, you got, like, slip. hit one, like, hit, yeah. like, door A or door B, and you're like, I have to send that email out as soon as this happens, but which one... Yeah, I sent... Yeah. I gave oh, it a God. bad um, title, and I'm I scared. sent the wrong one. Every yeah. single time I have to send a mass email, I'm mm-hmm. like... <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, of course, inevitably, some idiot replies all to it, yeah. <laughs> and so that I no longer look like a stupid person <laughs> if I made an error at any point. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about my story of the terrible typo where I was editing this piece of stuff that we were supposed to send out to 30,000 people? I shared this on, on the campaign. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and we read over it so many times, there were lots of different eyes on it, and we just missed this one thing where it said that we were for $15 a day minimum wage <laughs> instead of $15 an hour minimum wage. And it was after it was printed and sent out and people called us and were like, no... I have a feeling it might be a typo, but just in case, like, can I check that your position isn't, yeah. like, indentured servitude? <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, please rest assured that that's it a typo. Not, but one, yeah. like, old lady, like, called and was just like, I can't believe it, I'm so upset, how could you do And I'm like, ma'am, it was seriously a typo, like, chill your ass. Yikes. Yeah. And I think there are those people who wait at their door and they get some kind of publication or letter and they are the typo police, they'll... Yeah, they will look through there, and as soon as they find something, they will call them. Like, oh, yeah. didn't you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some terrible, like, version of Clippy that just, like, shows up in your office, like, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, let me put down my pith helmet for a moment here. <laughs> just a specific person who's not very nice. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so that's very exciting, and so, like, my life's gonna get twist-turned upside down Uh oh. Um, in the next little while, because yeah. then we're gonna actually form government, so I'm worried about... I'd like this. to take a minute, just sit right there, and <laughs> tell you how John Horgan became the premier. <laughs> 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 you did it! You did it! Oh my god, where is he from? In... 
West Vancouver Island. In West of Langford. <laughs> Born and raised. Frisbee <laughs> golf is how he spent most of his days. Having a brew and he's a cool, cool dude and he's blah, 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 blah. I'm amazing. <laughs> I'm basically Weird Al. <laughs> that was, you pulled that quite, yes. Yeah. Quite, yes. Yes. That was yes, very good. Nice. Oh, very nice. Um, so yeah, so I'm worried about this podcast and it getting scoured for evidence okay. and debauchery, but who cares? I don't think yeah. any of us are important enough. No. So Probably. I just, I'm content to be a behind-the-scenes peon still for quite some time. Yes, Unnamed peon. peon. Yeah. Number 42. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Number 69. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to be a peon, that would be the one to be, for sure. <laughs> peon. <laughs> Um, and can I repeat the CBC headline that I just heard on yes. the way in here, which yeah. was BC gets a new premiere and a new direction. <laughs> <laughs> a nude erection. Yeah, well, they're changing the branding of the legislature. It just really emphasizes the pointy bit. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> we have to use the, the shaft and the dome in all of our branding now. The shaft and the dome. Yes. <laughs> Don't neglect the dome. <laughs> But that sounds like an amazing name for a political podcast, though. Shaft in the Dome? Oh yeah. my good lord. <laughs> we do one fake episode yeah. of the Shaft in the Dome podcast, much like the McElroy Brothers will be in Trolls too. <laughs> Their legacy podcast they created. Our own special b- 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 bonus episode. <laughs> we like to do bonus episodes okay. to please only ourselves and okay. no one else. Speaking Literally of, no one else. Speaking yeah. of Katie's song parodies, oh, yeah. you were thinking of doing another song parody for... Uh, do we even need to say that, or do you? I don't even remember it? what it was. So you're gonna have to remind okay, me. Okay, so we've been watching the glorious ladies of wrestling. Yeah, gorgeous ladies of yeah. wrestling, rather. Me too. Also isn't glorious. It, isn't it so good? It's so good. I was like, I look at those the people in that. And I'm like, that is the outfit that I wish I had, and that was the look that I definitely, definitely wished for in the '80s. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why can't I have hair like that? Yes. Yeah. I remember I used to watch like WWE wrestling yeah. in like '91, '92 because we didn't get glow up here. Like you'd have no. to have super mega satellite yeah. dishes, and and I just watched like what older boys would watch like at family gatherings and stuff like that. So I like knew about Hulk Hogan and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But I remember thinking that. Um, Macho Man's wife, Miss Elizabeth, was really cool, and because she, she got to wear a wedding dress with big mutton chop sleeves. Because I'm six years old, right? I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and now I look back on these things, and I'm like, I want glitter and tits <laughs> and blood <laughs> and stitches, and like just make it as extreme as possible. Mm-hmm. So good. It's such a good show. And it really makes me kind of want to do wrestling. Because I'm like, <laughs> Alison Brie is super tiny, and she just, like, trained really hard, and then you just learn all the beautiful choreography. Yeah. yeah. And it looks really cool. There's one real wrestler in the cast, and mm-hmm. I, I, I think I knew that she was doing the show, like, a year ago, and I was like, oh my god, thank god she's working again, because she's been fucked over by every possible wrestling promotion in the last, like, 15 years. Yeah. She was wrestling for... NXT and Shimmer and Shimmer is like the follow up to Glow basically it's like an all women's ah Glow uh, and Shimmer and uh, she I don't know if she wrestled for Ring of Honor but she was in NXT for a while and then she was in the WWE as someone named Karma otherwise she's wrestled under Amazing Kong or Awesome Kong and it's uh, the woman who plays Tammy uh, is Kia Stevens, who is Amazing Kong or Awesome Kong, Her and so which one is she? Welfare Queen and the oh really? Yeah. And, and it's it's oh, like a total... so she's been doing it for a while. She... Oh, she's been wrestling for okay. like fifteen twenty. Okay. Years See, I thought when they like said that. there was a real wrestler in the show, I thought it was the one who turned out to be the, like the Viking, who was like the gold medal athlete. Uh, yeah, I thought I... because she was stoic and didn't have yeah. a lot of lines, so I thought she was like the real wrestler, yeah. like an athlete wrestler. I, oh. I think that that is an actress who made the movie Good Dick, actually, which is this movie called Good Dick. I've never seen, but I looked it up and she like wrote, produced 
Stevens directed and cool. starred in it. And, and so I was like, oh god, why hasn't she said anything on the show yet? But no, Kia Stevens is Tammy, aka the welfare queen. And so her saying, like, this is offensive, is just... Like, not a parody, but it's, like, a direct parallel to her, like, being in wrestling and having them make her... She wanted to be, like, a... Her thing was she wanted to be, like, a BBW sex bomb. They called and her they, the Amazing Kong? They called her a Kong, right? Because oh, she was, like, so a big oh, black woman, right? So and it's so dreadful. But you don't necessarily pick up on it if you're a white person. You're like, oh, yeah, she's, like, a big woman. She's... She kicks ass, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, like... Uh, yeah, like yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. So not cool. Uh, and it just like so she gets to kind of like say that back to the wrestling community because now the show is like probably other than WWE SmackDown and Raw is probably like the biggest thing in wrestling right now. Yeah, and it means there's going to be more women wrestlers in the next five years. So I'm I really excited so, about yeah, it. Yeah, because it seemed like it inspired a lot of people. Yeah, like, I think it'll do what Whip It did for Roller Derby. That'll be kind of amateur wrestling at the and like, then it will become a bigger deal. Will, yeah, and I would totally do it. And I think I'm gonna hurt myself <laughs> so bad. All I do is lift weights, and I hurt myself all the time. My SI joints out of place right now. It hurts really bad. Uh, if I was getting like fucking backbreakered all the time, it would be a really rough sitch. Yeah. Well, it's kind of nice if your other muscles hurt, then you don't notice. Right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. I really want to learn to f- at least fall in the ring. That's something I'd like to learn. Yeah, I learned how to do some cool stuff when I took like two months of Aikido mm-hmm. and to do the like uh, like breakfall things where like you would throw your leg down and then I could like roll backwards and then roll up to standing. Yeah. Mm. Which like when you do it the first time you're just like oh because they just tell you how to do it and like kinetics it just works. Yeah, it's just When physics. you put your leg down that way you just roll backwards and then you just the momentum brings you right yeah. back up and you just stand up again and I was like <laughs> Witchcraft! My chi! My chi! <laughs> my key. Sorry, my key. <laughs> Um, so I kind of, like, kind of am into that yeah. choreography, so I'm like, uh, you and I should probably be a wrestling duo now. Oh, oh damn it. What are you gonna like... call yourselves? Oh, We've I... already done drag together as the Blues Brothers, so, like, that's I, was like, like... I don't know, rhubarb and turnip or something? <laughs> I'm not sure exactly. I, I, it makes me think of this thing from the Lumberjanes, where there's, like, a pair of friends, one who's very large, one who's very small, and the large one picks up the small one and throws her. <laughs> it's like, fastball special! <laughs> well, like, our, our actual, like, profile picture for our podcast is, like, Katie looking like a beefy kind of lumberjack and me perched on her shoulder. <laughs> like, that someone cartooned, someone, our friend Luna, yeah. cartooned out. So, like, it'd be fun. We really want to be able to do that in real life. Like, yeah. that's my weightlifting goal, is that I can support Chris in the crook of one arm. Ooh. Right now, my weightlifting goal is to deadlift 100 kilograms by September, but uh, we'll see. I've gained a lot of weight, so like I'm just so making, am it, I, I'm making, buddies. I'm making it harder so for I. you. <laughs> I haven't good. weighed myself in forever, but I know that I haven't like lost weight because I've put on so much muscle. Yeah. So I'm definitely like Fucking I'm, I'm heavier than I ever have been. I think, but I'm also have less body fat than I did like so a year strong. ago. So I'm very beef. Yeah. I felt my arms the other day. I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I could do that anytime I want. <laughs> but uh. To go back to my original thing. To back to Glow. Glow, there was, like, what the British character does, like, a rap that's, like, kind of an awkward rap, but it kind of, like, picks up momentum. I don't know if you saw... Hmm, I'm thinking, I I definitely have seen it because I've watched the whole thing. Yeah. But, but Glow uh, did, Glow, like, their own Glow, rap. Oh, yeah. Professional wrestling is our game. <laughs> but apparently there is a rap. Oh, yeah, and, and it's like, we're the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, we're the champions in the ring. <laughs> That's how it goes. It's like, my name is Katie, and yeah. I'm here to say, <laughs> wrestling made me kind of gay. <laughs> But I thought we could do we could do like a one off like thirty minute special where we do the gorgeous the gorgeous ladies of podcasting because it's a clop. 
But could We're, it just be the whole thing? Could just be like but you going like like smacking the table? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous ladies and of podcasting. It. Nobody listens to our thing. <laughs> 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 yeah, the very small pe- amount of people listen to it. I think. Yeah, <laughs> but I think you could narrate it quite well. You could be like, oh, oh she's got her in the oh, some some. Oh hole. yeah, we can pretend to be commentators. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's really giving a run for her money. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like podcast commentators. Yeah. But it's like, oh, she's really asking the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> 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 ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, look at that callback. That was seamless. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. We shouldn't And do half it. an hour is a bit much, probably. Yeah, that, for sure. But if we could just talk about, like, wrestling and podcasting all at the same time, that'd be Well, you fun. mean like we do every episode? <laughs> I'm just excited that you're starting to slowly love wrestling. <laughs> Little by bits and pieces. That show was really good. And then we read an article with uh, Betty Gilpin... Who's like the the main She's character? Debbie? Debbie, yeah. Okay. Vegan. Yeah. Um, and with her milk swollen tits. <laughs> <laughs> she like basically the actresses like their journey in like training for the show and stuff mirrors what they say in the show about how like wrestling made me feel really strong and awesome in my body and I was so insecure before and now it's like and it's like that actually happened for the actresses. Yeah, because they're like doing so cool. a lot of okay. moves, right? Like yeah. they learned quite a few of them. None of the dangerous ones, but like. Holds. They basically and did everything. Yeah, I, they didn't I have listened to people. an interview. Yeah, but there, I mean, the stuff where it's like diving off the top rope and like jumping outside—it's got to be stunt people, just because like the insurance would never cover yep. it. But a lot of the stuff they did themselves, yeah. right? Which is so cool. So I love it. I love yeah. wrestling. Yeah. So now I'm starting to really like it, and I definitely binged it like on the first day it came out. I'm definitely gonna make you watch a couple of Asuka matches. I think you'd really like her. Okay. She's she's this amazing wrestler from Japan. She's technically perfect and she's so like crazy awesome. She's like, I am Asuka, I am the best. <laughs> no one can defeat me. You know, like she's so extreme. So much bravado. Yeah, and she's like, you know, five four or whatever, but she kicks the shit out of everybody that she wrestles. They just like there's no one can compete. So what's the current state of women's wrestling? There is like a women's wrestling there, league. There's a league called Shimmer, but it's okay. not televised widely. WWE has started bringing in more female wrestlers, um, and they're largely on NXT, which is their like new wrestler promotion or like younger or up and coming. Um, but of course, there's people in their forties on the show who definitely should have been moved up a long time ago. But there's like they get a lot of people from uh, New Japan, uh, so they'll bring Japanese wrestlers over to come and do that. So they have Shinsuke Nakamura, they have Asuka, they have a new guy whose name I can't remember because he doesn't have a gimmick. He's just like a Japanese guy with a lot of muscles. He's kind of cute, whatever. I don't know anything else about him. Kenobi or something like that. No, that's from Star Wars. Um, <laughs> Shinobi, I can't remember, something like that. But uh, for women, uh, SmackDown and Raw have a few for sure. There's some big ones, but there's still largely like the beautiful ladies kind of okay. that used to be popular in the late 90s. Uh, like Sable and stuff. Like, I don't know if you remember them, but I just remember all the posters people had in their lockers in like 98, 99. So that's where I'm coming. Like, I don't remember when you, I don't know when you taught high school, but I don't think anybody had any wrestling pictures in their lockers. Yeah. So yeah. like, but like I was in junior high during the attitude era. So there was just like constantly people walking around in Austin 316 shirts and like the rock shirts before he was a movie star. But uh, yeah, so there, there are definitely a few really cool women wrestlers. We had one on our podcast a few months ago from Vancouver. Yeah. yeah Cat power. Oh. She's wicked. She's mm-hmm. super cool. We should get Nicole Matthews on too. Okay. Cause she's like the ECCW champion, like cross gender champion. She kicked ass. Like I love wrestling guys. I love it so much. <laughs> Cause it's like very, uh, it really like relieves the itch of wanting to see people fight, which is like a deep seated sort of weird fucked up human thing. I think where you're like, yeah, conflict. Get them. Get them. 
but also just like I like seeing badass women do cool things or very interesting men do cool things. Yeah. Or and then you know that no one's like really like hurting each other that bad. Sometimes people get hurt so oh, bad. No. Oh really? Yeah, there's yeah, um, Mick Foley is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time as Mankind. Uh, he was really famous for he had like a sock puppet that was he had like this his whole thing was he wore like a leather mask and was like, ah, I'm crazy. <laughs> but he fought the Undertaker. Everybody knows yes. the Undertaker, right? In the Hell in a Cell uh, in 1998, it's a 16 foot steel cage, and they fucked up a spot. And Mick ends up dropping through the cage, 16 feet to the ground, and then a chair follows him down and smacks him clean in the face. Oh no! And he's just like, so it took about 30 seconds for him to get back up. And when he did, a tooth came out of his nose. Oh, he's just bleeding like crazy. Oh. And, then, and then like he he doesn't remember. And it's happening it. live on camera. Yeah, well, it's like pay per view. So he's like, okay. gotta sell it, gotta keep going. <laughs> so and he's like a he. What do they call that? Like strong style wrestling is where they don't hold anything back. They're just like hitting for real. They're bleeding oh, for real. Oh, I didn't know that. And so he's got like a he's like. He's out of it. He doesn't know what's going on. He's like, I gotta get the tax. And Undertaker's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm gonna get the tax. So he gets a bag of thumbtacks and, uh, like, shakes him out in the ring. He's just like, just do it, man. The guy's like, I don't want to hurt you like this. Oh Undertaker's like, this is a bad idea, but he has to do it anyway. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I love wrestling. Wow. I you just threw him down onto a bed of tacks? It's a thing that people... Apparently, it's like, it hurts, but it's not very dangerous. Yeah. Like, they'll boil them and stuff first, right? Like sure, sure, sure. Could they boil Allie... them and, like, maybe, like, dull them a little? <laughs> well, it would hurt more if they were dull, okay. I think. Uh, I, I've also seen backyard wrestling where they dump a box of Lego out and then <laughs> suplex someone onto oh, a pile ouch. of Lego. No. <laughs> so it hurts. Terrifying. Wrestling yeah. does okay. hurt a lot, but you can eliminate the, uh, well, you can minimize the risk to yeah. yourself, but, like, people fully get thrown onto aluminum stairs. Yeah. Like, it hurts real bad. Uh, but this is why I'm like, I want to wrestle! I don't want to get hurt! <laughs> but you said that's, like, different style of wrestling, so yeah. there's, like, an entry point wrestling. Well, yeah, there's yeah. the, and I want to be a heel, and he, a lot of heels, their, their gimmick is they, that's the, they, well, I mean, you saw Glow yes. is the bad guy, right? I, they, they're like, I don't want to get hurt! And they run around, they're like, No! <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny. And Stephen Angus, past guest Stephen Angus, was uh, telling me like you could be like the Miz. That's his whole thing. He the doesn't Miz? want to get hurt. Yeah, his name's the Miz. Like miserable or like like M I Z. I don't like I'm a feminist. No, it's a dude. I don't okay. know. I don't know. But is what that his like the gimmick reference? Is, I guess hmm. no. It's just his name is okay. just the Miz. M I Z or M I Z if you're American, okay. I suppose. A lot of Canadian wrestlers. Got lots of them. Yeah, lots of people from Ontario. Yeah, I love Kevin Owens, and I could just go on all day. I better not. I better stop. <laughs> Wrestle Boys. Wrestle Boys, the podcast. I love Wrestle Boys and Wrestle Girls. They're so good. It's a new thing for me, that loving it in the last couple of years. So Nice. So yeah, basically that, my week was just Globe. politics and watching good TV and reading my like trashy kind of sex BDSM book. Fiction, good, good, good stuff. Yeah. When you said throw down a box of tacks and throw them on. I'm like, I think there was a scene like that in the thing that I... It's, I definitely read a thing where they just cut her with very thin razor blades a lot, but she really likes it because she's marked by the gods to oh. like it. Huh. I should probably read these Kushiel books They're pretty point. fucking good. And so, it's like a good fantasy story, okay. too. Like, it's so, like, fantasy adventure. It's very Game of Thrones-y. It's porno times, though. But, like, okay. yeah, there's definitely... It's like she's, like, a courtesan, basically, who's, like... Her whole thing is she was marked by a god to, like... Enjoy extreme pain and stuff. 
<laughs> anyway, and like I'm not even like that into BDSM stuff, but like reading about it's written very well. <laughs> Would you say it's quite erotic? It is. <laughs> it is. So I've been I stayed up till like three in the morning reading it last night. Eee, oh, you're such a bad And you're so like, good. why do I feel so bad at work? Oh yeah, yeah right. That so whole thing. Tired. Yeah. That whole thing. That's fun. How was your week, Lori? <laughs> Uh, my week was, was Mostly about good. politics. Mostly about politics. My week was, there are two kind of parallel struggles running through my week. One is politics. Um, and that was resolved last night. I mean, I know there are struggles to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and the um, the parallel struggle is my cat won't poop. Oh, no! Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I was waiting for a resolution on both of these yeah. things. And I felt like they were running parallel. And I was like, I'm checking the litter box. I'm checking Twitter. <laughs> um, I mean, you're, wait, you're waiting for the shit to drop, yeah. basically. <laughs> I am waiting, and I would talk to him. I'm like, come on, do I have to squeeze you? Like, well, the cat, I think I'm talking about John Horgan. Yeah, well, like, what do I have to squeeze? Like, what, what do I have do, to do? Who do I have to squeeze to get some shit happening yeah. around here? And from, like, yeah, and from reading lots of, like, reading books and watching movies, you expect that, like, there's symbolism, and these things will happen at the same time. So as soon as that was resolved, I was like, he's going to poop. Hopefully your cat's um, shit while you were here. I hope so, too. I've taken him to the vet three times this week. He's Aww. had more. He's had, like fluid um, stuck in the back of his neck twice this week and he's had an enema which made him very unhappy really yeah <laughs> um, cat wouldn't be happy about an enema no <laughs> he came back looking pretty traumatized so yes I'm hoping it's happening now um, so the new thing in my life is I'm going to have to give my cat um, needles and inject oh, him no. with fluid which is apparently a thing people do and it's a thing that I thought was super indulgent Watching people do to their cats, I was like, "Oh, you never catch me doing that!" But you're about to catch me doing that. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. that's my life. That's my life. That's my week. I've been waiting for a political resolution and also uh, for your like, cat to shit. yeah, held your cat. At nine, ten, that's something not that like old. that. Yeah. Not for a cat. Yeah, that's like a young middle-aged cat. Yeah, he's quite yeah sprightly. Apart from the whole not shitting yes. thing. Yes, <laughs> and jerk. that has gotten huh. him down. It's made him. Well, it would get me down. It gets me down when yeah. I do. Being yeah. constipated's like the worst. I'd rather be constantly <laughs> shitting than not shitting at all. I don't know if that's true. I don't like really like either extreme the... much. <laughs> Neither is good. There's a good like in between. Yeah. I think for I think. a cat to be yeah. constantly shitting, that's gonna get everywhere. <laughs> that's <Yes>. not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I think by the time you've had a cat nine years, you love them enough that you'll inject them with whatever. Yeah, I've only actually had him two years, so I don't know what my problem oh, is. Well, yeah, you just you just love harder I, than the average. Bear. Yes, I bonded to him post federal yeah. election when I got laid off from a losing election campaign. Um, I spent a lot of time with my cat. We were like, ooh, it's November. We'll just, like, hang out at home together. And I just sat on the couch and, like, we bonded. Yeah. <laughs> through... What's your cat's favorite Netflix shows? <laughs> uh, he tends to turn his back, but he likes to be there. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has no interest in bike sounds or other things, but he likes to just sit there. <laughs> he has no interest in sounds. That's my, very funny. <laughs> my former snake like... greatly enjoyed watching television. Really? Yeah. I, I miss her very much. Uh, we're not allowed to have them in New West. This you is were a saying, established canon. You ran How into. You know? I ran into Barry. She got ratted elevator. out by a by a neighbor. But not a, not about my rats, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say, I, I was I had a terrarium in the elevator. The guy was like, "Oh, you got fish?" I was like, "No, actually, I have a snake." And they asked me a bunch of questions. Seemed super friendly. Yeah. And three days later, I got a letter from my strata no. council saying you can't have this and you need to get rid of it. New Even West, if small. New West bylaw. Oh, it was not a small exotic snake. Pets. It was very okay. large. Actually. So it's about trafficking, or it's you like... just—it's just a bylaw, okay. and it's just you can't have any non-native snakes to BC in okay. your home. And it was a ball python, which is not native to mm-hmm. BC. They are okay. not in any way harmful. Harmful. This is not the kind of snake that gets out and strangles a toddler, I like, know, in, like in Edmonton in or whatever we've heard. Yeah. Oh, in New, New Brunswick. Brunswick. Yeah. But those are usually like 
boas that get out and do that because they're a large constrictor, but a, yeah, like a, a ball python is a constrictor and it did get around my neck a few times and it squeezed, but I can get it off of me. No problem. It's like, you wouldn't die from it. How big? How long was it? It just chokes you just a little so that it feels good? Sure, Cushiel. <laughs> whatever you say. Uh, it actually did feel kind of cool because it would, like, undulate a little bit, which was a nifty feeling. Uh, but she would just, like, hang out on your shoulders, and if you watch... When Tessa would play a game or when we would watch TV, she would just, like, periscope up and just watch the moving, like, shapes and yeah. things. And she would just be like... Was there a different reaction for animals on the screen or No, because she can't, the yeah. snake's vis- vision isn't great, like, um, but she could see, like, colors and movement and stuff like that. So she just kind of enjoyed seeing things go by, yeah. but for the most part, she just slept. Snakes aren't scary, man. Like, they're so chill. But you, yeah. you ran into this neighbor. I saw Barry on the elevator for the, the first, first time. time since, like, March that this yeah. all went down. He's been avoiding And him. he is. Yeah. He looked so scared when I walked onto the because it was like a packed elevator so it wasn't just the two of us if it had just been the two of us I would have let him fucking have it yeah in my own way which is like just so you know we're very allergic to all animals and we can't really have pets and you may yeah. just get rid of a very beloved pet for no reason whatsoever like you may have had the right to do it but and I would have gone on all yeah. 16 floors about this but I didn't get the right I didn't get the I didn't get the time to do it which yeah. made me sad but he did visibly shrink when I got in the elevator he was like no one can see the facial expression I just made, but it was quite perturbed. Cowering. It was a cower, the callow expression. Quite. Mm-hmm. I hate him. We all hate Barry. Can you <laughs> stick a letter under his door? My mom suggested that I would just put, like, paper snakes under <gasps> his door. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Maybe find some actual snake skins and just put them under well, his I door. Well, I got them. I still yeah. have some from the sheds. I could just, yeah. like, put little pieces under yeah. for a couple. No, that I don't want to do that. That seems antagonistic. Yeah. Yeah, I just like I would just like to tell him how it really felt for me, and then he could be like, "Oh, well, sorry, I guess." I just fucking hate old men. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dick, basically, pretty much. Whatever. Oh man, you. Uh, I'm changing the topic totally dramatically again. Okay. Um, we were talking about wrestling and strong stuff and whatever, but Lori, you're like a strong person that does bike trips everywhere. You like just did like a circle bike thing on the Sunshine Coast, which I is did. goddamn you Billy. You did a circle bike. I did a circle. I rode my bike in a circle until eventually <laughs> I got somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but like, she rode like up the Sunshine Coast and then took the ferry across to Powell River and then across to Comox and then down the island and yeah, back, which nice. is like, I would love to do that, but I'm weak. Were you on the galloping well, goose? I was not. I was just on highways and roads. Ah, gotcha. Yes, there was no goose. I went on one very brief uh, separated bike trail to ENN or something in Nanaimo. Yeah. Mm. No, it was great. And the nice thing about biking, I think you don't need to feel discouraged about it is that you just you go a little bit you don't have to go the whole way each day you can go on short days and like get where you need to go you can walk up a hill if you need to walk up a hill mm-hmm. um do you take yeah. camping stuff with you yep nice yeah my parents regularly will do like a 45k bike ride just on a day and i'm like just for fun that's crazy it is the longest i've ever biked was like 33 kilometers which, which is i think from the ferry terminal in victoria yeah. down to victoria <laughs> i was exhausted it took us like four hours <laughs> but we had a huge headwind so that was <laughs> makes a it tired but i'm yeah. not good at it. i don't like bikes i'm glad you do I, d- I do love bikes like i really love bikes there's something i was yeah, there was just a, someone was talking on CBC radio today about speed and just talking about effortless speed. And sometimes you get that on your bike and it's mm-hmm. just such a rush to be like, I'm just making myself move and you're just adding a little more energy. And even if you're going slightly uphill or slightly downhill, you just feel like you've got this great speed. Wow. Um, and you just go a little bit at a time. Like I've ridden my bike on long trips before. I rode my bike from 
um, Banff to California once by myself. Holy shit! Yeah. By yourself? By That's myself. amazing. I, I didn't start out by myself. I started with a friend. We left Banff together as friends. And we are still very good friends. Oh, no. But, the bike um, but you parted with some, we with some parted, animosity. We parted just past Nelson, and she decided she didn't want to finish the trip, which is fine. I mean, ah. that's... that's her prerogative, but it it made the trip different than I thought it was going to be. So yeah, then I had to go alone. Yeah, so I had to you know buy a new stove and and just kind of get down with the reality that I was going to be sleeping in my tent by myself. So I rode down the Ooh. west coast of the United so States by myself powerful. and. I, I was 25. I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna do this. I it mean, because the, the plan age was already to do that. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. is that old um, Chelsea was when she rode her bike I across think so. somewhere Something about like that. that? Yeah, I have a friend who did it across Canada. Just crazy. Like, that's nuts. I'm sorry, I've said crazy a bunch of times this episode, and I don't mm. normally say that. Hog don't wild. Mean, don't mean to be using the Fuck ableist wild. language. Yeah. I meant bananas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bonkers, if you I will. I like buck wild. Buck wild's good. Yeah. Hog it wild. just makes me think of sex, though. Buck wild is like, that's, that's <laughs> It's like, episode 69. It is. Yeah. It's true, it is. <laughs> what are we trying to do here? It's be, true. Be innocent. Yeah. Yes, it's Hell true. But no. being on your bike seat all day, I would say, is like the opposite of um, erotic. <laughs> so I, I started, do, I did a joke recently uh, about biking because I like, I tried biking and it just like isn't my thing. I yeah. don't think like, I, I live in New West because it's all, and it's fucking all 45 degree angle hills basically. <laughs> and uh, I, I just like, it, I never did it enough so that it didn't hurt. Is it yeah. true that you build up a snatch callus? Yes. Yes. It's not an actual <laughs> physical callus. Um, it's because it's mostly on your butt and you do get some butt calluses, I would say. Um, but it's you just your, get... It's your sit bones. Yeah. Kind of yeah. building up some like cartilage or something like you that. You just get comfortable. You, like you find the right position to be in, and you don't put weight on those pressure points. And yeah, it can be very uncomfortable. Um, my friend and I were talking at the end of one very long day of biking, and we were trying to describe what might actually be the physical like result of what was happening, and like the long term result. And then I was trying to come up with a metaphor for it. I said, and I felt like when you take a flower, like a rose, and you press it in the dictionary. And I said, I feel like I have become a pressed rose. And she said, I feel like a squashed bug. <laughs> That's beautiful. That sounds like a, that sounds like a Stuart McLean story, basically. Like, Marley's vagina felt like a pressed rose. May he rest in peace. Ooh, I know. I never liked him anyway. <laughs> I feel like that may be the most damaging revelation <laughs> of my life. Oh, 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 oh my god! <laughs> I know. Oh no, that was the perfect, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. That's so funny. Um, past guest Kyle Carpenter and his writing partner are doing a fringe show that's like a parody of the Vinyl Cafe. The loving parody? I guess. Uh, it's more loving now. Yeah. Oh, you have to. <laughs> it was originally to. meant to be a bit more of a, like a... A sharp parody, I okay. think, and now it's kind of like, Ooh. <laughs> I know it. Be- it be- has become uncomfortable to have disliked him mm. as much as I do. Yeah, I mean, personally, or just his body of work. Uh, I've never met him as a person. His, his stories, face. his stories, his his delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing. Uh, faux folksy business. Yeah. yeah, I know that people You're not like, Garrison Keillor. <laughs> yeah, Keeler Keller. Keeler. Also boring. Um, also boring. Yeah. Old white dudes talking about bucolic, like, unurban living. How it was the good old days back then. Yeah. It's like, back well. when we put gravy on our light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only story I remember. <laughs> Dave and the Christmas turkey. <laughs> back when we, you know, treated women terribly and 
It gave them dogs' names. Yeah. <laughs> this is my wife, Marley. <laughs> oh, my God. I started riding my bike this week. Did you? Yeah, Excellent. I finally fixed it, a.k.a. took it out of the shed and inflated the tire. <laughs> I can't ride it. It's broken. I just, I got so sick of waiting. It's so hot out right now, and the bus stop that I have to wait for a transfer, it's not just one bus to work, I have to take two, and waiting at the bottom for, like, the most unreliable bus in the city... Um, the 20? In, like, yes, in, like, yeah. the blazing hot sun, because there's no shade at that bus stop. I was just like, fuck this! So then I started <laughs> riding my bike, and so, yes, I am very sore on my lower bits, but, like, I basically have a fixed gear bike, and so I just, like, stand up and ride yeah. for the first little while until I can, like, ease myself down onto the seat, and then once you get going, then I was just like, it's so nice, you get, like, a beautiful breeze. Mm-hmm. I've actually... a little bit faster. Yeah. Oh, I get to work in, like, ten minutes. <laughs> Holy shit. As opposed to like 30 to 45 yeah. minutes. That's crazy. Yeah, you probably yeah. could have walked faster than the bus gets you to work. Some, some days. days. I have walked to work before, especially when it was really snowy. I just walked to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, I'd completely forgotten about the snow. Like, we've had <laughs> such extreme weather this year. Okay? Yeah. Like, it's gone from, oh, it snowed for like a month straight to like, it's 30 degrees. Yeah. And nothing in between. It felt like there was yeah. nothing. In no, it between. just felt like it rained a lot in between. It was kind yeah, of sad like, and miserable. It was just like gray and like eight degrees for a million yeah. years, and then suddenly it's so crazy hot again. It's like, what the? F- we used to be a mild climate. Yes, it used I to be know. not such a vast difference. Vast difference. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Episode sixty-nine. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> I wasn't recording any of that stuff, but it brings us to our next topic, which is codependent friendships. <laughs> Katie was just talking about how, yeah, it's I know I know how she do. You know how I do, and uh, yeah, Chris uh, ran interference for me with my parents on Sunday at my at my anniversary show at Big Rock. And yeah, I was thinking you maybe shouldn't say that. On no, the no, 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 no. It's fine. It's not interference because it's not like yeah, oh, no. f- fix my parents. It's just I was distracted by the things I was stressed out about. And my mom doesn't like to see me be anxious. Yeah. And so you just distracted her, well, and then I was able to just be anxious. Your parents are so interesting, because she was like, let me tell you about this awesome bike trip that we did that was, like, all of these wineries, and let me tell you about the next vacation we're doing. I'm like, tell me fucking everything. Your lifestyle is, yes, like... take me with you. Uh, yeah. Take me with you, BR. Let's go. She and I would have so fun. You would have so much fun. You're, like, the same... That's probably why I like you so much, is you're almost identical. <laughs> oh, no! Is that you just... This is a realization of the moment? My mom's yeah. a Taurus, oh. and you're a Capricorn. Yeah. So I'm like a little more loosey goosey than her. Yeah, Not quite as stubborn, but you're still the you're the stubborn. you're a ram and she's a bull. Yeah. You're a fish goat, she's yeah. a bull. Yeah. No, I think your mom is so cool and so like we she's just the shit. I love we her. had fun, but then it's like, yeah, it kind of helped that then you could just burn out your anxiety yeah. without everybody I just being need to like, fuss. What's wrong, Katie? You should be you should feel better. I what's just going on? need to fuss. That's yeah. what I need to burn out my fuss and then I'm fine. Yeah. Like I'm I'm great in a tragedy. I'm great in a serious catastrophe, but when something is like mildly bad forget about it. That's when I'm fussy. Mm-hmm. And so I just roll my eyes and gently pat, pat, pat you and just ignore you and let yeah. you burn it out. Yeah. Yes, and that's, that's the best solution. Yeah. <laughs> and if I need something, I can just ask for it. It's groovy. Yeah. It's great. That's why friendship is the best. Yay. And you have a friend like that. I do have a friend like that. I wouldn't say it's exactly like that, but my friendship is a uh, yeah, friendship of opposites. Yeah. Um, yeah, which kind of shocks me because I have many friends who are similar to me, but mm-hmm. my my closest friend, my best friend, is my opposite in every way. And every way? 
Yeah, I would say. Hmm. I, can I think of a way when we're not opposites? I don't know. I, I'll have to. But work you enjoy on spending that. time together. Obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it is the comedy of our friendship often that we're so opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and we lived together for a long time too as roommates. We oh, lived Lord. together for about yeah. three years. And you're years. still friends. Yes. Impressive. <laughs> yes. We were strangers when we moved in together as roommates. Oh, yes. really? Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. See that yeah. that can work. Yeah. Yeah. If you'd already been friends, yeah. that would you would not be friends now probably. Yeah. It's, no, so. or you or you take a couple years and then you recover and it's all good and yeah. then you love them very much. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, okay, it happens. <laughs> Not my friend, yeah. your friend. Yeah, okay. but that's yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I think that was a good way because I was on my best behavior. Um, I mean, the most marked difference between us is that I am very untidy and she is very tidy. So she's a very organized person, and I am a person who tends to be a little bit more loose in my uh, in what I will accept in my home environment, in my work environment, and all those things. You pull yeah. from the chaos well. Is, yeah, yeah, I tend to be able to stay a little calm in the middle of the chaos, so I, I don't mind if the chaos builds up. I think that makes you a good campaign up. manager. <laughs> I, yeah, I would say that is the yeah. thing, like the thing that people always say to me after a campaign or after a work experience, they say like, you're able to be very calm, and it's like, it's a skill that I've worked on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. That's what your um, report card looks like. Yeah. It's like, stays calm under pressure. <laughs> class. Well, yeah, and then I yeah. guess if you said you're a high school teacher too, yeah. like that seems like such chaos. What subject did you teach? Um, I, anything specific? Or? Uh, I taught English, yeah. I taught world issues, and... I think most relevant to my life now, I taught political science. Mm. Um, so when I try to make that line about how I ended up where I am, I think like teaching teenagers about politics and teaching teenagers teenagers about being engaged and, and active in political life, I think that was the, yeah, that was probably what triggered me to get involved in actual politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this more or less stressful, would you say? Than I would say it's teams. less stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would think so. I mean, you may have a whole bunch of people who are looking to you for answers, um, but it's not 30 people who are incapable of coming up with the answers themselves. And pretty much would love to see your pants fall down or something yeah. equally embarrassing happen to <laughs> oh, you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They... Oh, my God, the teacher farted. <laughs> <laughs> happened to us once with a sub. She never came back. No, she had to change careers. <laughs> she had to just... She had to get a new life. <laughs> she went into the witness protection program. <laughs> substitutes. <laughs> One time we bullied a substitute. In my grade to eight yeah. English class, we bullied a male substitute into cutting off his ponytail. I didn't do it. I was not getting involved. I felt really terrible. But he had, like, a ponytail. And they're like, where do you got your ponytail, you gay? Or something like that. Because this was 1998. I'm picturing him cutting it off in front of your class. <laughs> you know, like, like, just crying in the mirror. Like, <laughs> To be okay. fair, he was a douche, but yeah. he did cut off his ponytail because the kids, but a bunch of 13-year-olds oh. bullied him. It's amazing, and you can get into those situations where you, I mean, I don't care what 14-year-olds or 17-year-olds think of me. You have a relationship with them, but I'm also, I also know that there are young people who are figuring themselves out. Yeah. And I know I don't care what they think of me, but yeah, I can absolutely understand what it's like to be in that situation oh where they God. can bully you into just hating yourself. Oh, oh my God, I'm so terrified yeah. of large groups of teens. Yeah. yeah. I accidentally walked by New West High School when it was getting out, like at three o'clock, I was like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so scared. Teens! You! <laughs> I like dove into a bush and waited for the sun to go down. <laughs> Very long time because it's summer. <laughs> so I was there for approximately six hours. In reality, I just ran away. <laughs> but they're so young and fast, they just 
asked. And they can come up with super good insults like, you're fat, you're dumb. I'm like, ooh, cuts oh, to my core. <laughs> <laughs> they just go with the classics, really. <laughs> They're not finding like your secret, uh, no. the secret thing that no. you're so... Is it John Mulaney who had that thing about how teens can find your most vulnerable spot? Like, oh, he got feminine hips or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah, I never found them capable of really getting to the real stuff, but um, yeah, they were definitely mean to each other and to me and <laughs> yeah, to themselves, to the like to their own selves. It's the only thing yeah. that feels like power when you're that age is just to hurt somebody else. Yeah. you don't figure out how to like develop it in and of yourself, except for like the most preternaturally advanced kids that are in every high school. I think you find them and they're like, "Oh, you are like an alien." Yeah, and you're gonna be fine. And I don't know how, but you're going to make it. And then they end up being, like, artists and actors and stuff like that. And, they're, and then they're totally okay. Like, I, I went to high school with a few people like that who were, like, just totally out there beautiful and interesting and, like, had their shit together. And then they went on to become, like, fashion models or actors or whatever. Hmm. It's super cool. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I had students like that. And you can just pick them out. You're like, you have it all together. You are smart enough. And you can see right through all this high school mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and you're going to be fine and great. Um, I don't even know why you have to be here. And some of the rest of you, yeah. though, animals. Oh, yeah. Some of the rest of them, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen to you. Uh, I, should, yeah. I should drown you in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know many high schools that have a pool anymore. Nope. Oh, oh, Lord. Man. Yeah. Yeah, so. I, w- I would... Yeah, it would be really great to find out what happened to some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them I have run into. Um, I ran into one in a master's class once. He oh, was wow. a very smart um, young person, and I ran into him in this class, and it's like, of course it makes sense that you're here in this master's of political science class, um, but I remember you from when you were grade nine, and you were using your powers for evil and not for good. <laughs> so it was interesting to see him. And then there was another one. I lived in a very small town in New Brunswick, and I heard this voice outside my window like whoa 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 and I was like oh that is the voice that every day in grade 12 homeroom was like McLean <laughs> McLean <laughs> is it his voice. name or no. is that the name of the school no, it's, or? The, it's it's the name of his teacher um, oh I think like John McLean <laughs> yeah or no like. no that yeah so he, he just that's how he would address me because his kid just was <laughs> like <laughs> and yeah I was just like I know that name it's like a name that haunts my nightmares yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so you could just hear him outside of your house and you're just like Ugh, yeah I'm and it was him out there i really did that thing where you like pull the blinds apart the <laughs> yikes yes. yikes i'm still friends with my grade 10 english teacher yeah she's on facebook oh she comments on the things yeah we went to lunch like a couple of years ago it's pretty sweet it's really nice to be able to still have those connections even if they're like bad sometimes i run into like the creepy teachers that i had like at bars and stuff and I'm like you don't remember me do you you knew me when i was 14 it's gross that you're hitting on me right now <laughs> <laughs> i almost said the guy's name like totally out loud i was like don't let's reel that back when you it. said no. at bars i thought you said i ran into creepy teachers like ed bars and i was like oh oh ed bars you say yeah the creepy teacher ed bars the world's creepiest teacher <laughs> um, so keeping your cool in, yeah. in the midst of chaos. Yes. So it was something that you did at your home with your roommate turned friend. I'm taking us back like okay. a couple of okay. steps. Mm-hmm. Bless we you. went from like school to campaign back to friendship. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you live in like, you said that your standards are a little bit more relaxed in they a home are. environment. And yes. so how did that work when, so you... How did you guys even meet to be roommates in the first place? A friend of a friend. When okay. I moved here to uh, do a master's degree, I just put out an email to everyone I knew who lived or had 
connections with uh, the West mm-hmm. Coast and just said, I need to find a place to live. So yeah. through a friend of a friend, I found a place and I rented a room. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I was on my best behavior because I was the new person in and right. needed a place to live. Um, and I kept most of the chaos confined to my own personal living space yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and tried not to let it spread out too don't far. Don't see how many glasses you have in there. <laughs> so, yeah. Where are all the glasses? I don't know! Poltergeist! <laughs> or just to see the pile that's like the once warm. Why don't you just go outside for like 30 minutes and then come back in and maybe they'll all be back! <laughs> they were there the whole time. <laughs> you just didn't see them. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're clear. Even <laughs> the random glasses. <laughs> <laughs> just these are the strategies I'm giving you to go. No, I think that's I think I should look at something like that. Yeah. 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 It was a ghost. <laughs> and then so how did so you guys lived together for a couple of years and did you grow to be like closer friends while yes. you were living together? Yes. And then yeah. Um yes, we absolutely did. I mean it takes a long time. I'm not necessarily a uh tell you everything about myself the first time you meet me kind of person. So. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> I truly don't know. Yeah. It's, I'm only uh, getting to know you in dribs yeah. and drabs, and yeah. I'm realizing it's just like the thing that caught me the most like right away was just like, I love your sense of humor. It's so immature and hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, Especially like that in a, like a, a complex and fully realized adult when they yes. have a very juvenile sense of humor yes. like let's party yeah that's like <laughs> let's that's, draw dicks in bathrooms like I already, I already really liked you anyway from yeah. like just knowing you from other stuff and then like when we started working together then little things would like slip out and I was like oh my god you're so funny <laughs> <laughs> my favorite jokes are when you can say something super dirty but it just sounds like a regular thing that you're trying to say um, <laughs> I told somebody that uh, about my bicycle that because of the you know the old style of brakes where they they like there's the the brakes that like run into your wheel that kind mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cantilever brakes or those right. kind of old brakes and I just was talking about that how it damages your wheels and every time you turn around you need another rim job <laughs> 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 and I just like talking to people about things like that and just like pretty bold faces and saying you, just, those you, keep a, you keep such a straight face yeah. inside you're just like rim job so and just in line with the doing immature things yes. as a grown ass adult, uh, I, yes. I'm so notorious for drawing cartoon penises on things <laughs> at this point that my father has now made this like a joke. So that anytime it's like, ah, uh, a town terrorized by someone drawing penises all over everything, he'll like find it on Twitter and then tweet yeah. it at me. He's like, what have you done? <laughs> so he sent me this, this Florida city fighting butt graffiti problem that... and said, Hey, been traveling? <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm showing right now, internet is, uh, it is, um, a spray painted ass that has somehow three <laughs> butt cheeks and two ass cracks. Uh, three legs. Yeah. It's a yeah. three legged butt and it's, yeah. it's a triple butt and it's a triple wow. threat is what I'm going to say. It's a three cheeker. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, dad, I'm, I'm so, um, honored that you, think that I have this level of innovation when it comes to my filthiness, <laughs> but I didn't do it. It was not me. <laughs> As Shaggy once said. It was not me. Do I you... saw the weenus on the sofa. Don't, it wasn't me. No, don't continue. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. She needs to stop me sometime. Do you do it in pen or you do it like in spray paint? Oh, no, places. I've never done it in okay. spray paint yet. Okay. Um, but I do tend to take photos when I do travel of yeah. other people's dick graffiti. Okay. Uh, so I got a really cool one that was like tied up in a knot in, on a tree in Barcelona. So I got a picture of that. My dad was like, did you do that? I was like, I didn't. I found it in the wild. <laughs> but yeah, I'd usually write it on their whiteboards. So I go to my parents' house because they've got multiple whiteboards everywhere. And so I'll just like draw them in like their spare rooms or something. <laughs> so they don't see it for weeks at a time. And then they'll like text me a picture being like, 
you. <laughs> <laughs> they act like they hate it, but I think at this point it's pretty amusing to them. I think that they like the little scavenger hunt of wieners. I send them all the time. <laughs> and it just goes back to my mom finding out that my friends and I, when I was like seven or eight years old, we drew a penis on our uh, operation game. You know, the man yeah. who's, like, naked, Who but he's got nothing yeah. showing. So we drew a penis that was just, like, a, an oval and two circles on either side. And my mom, my mom saw it, and we were like, oh, no, we're going to get in yeah. so much trouble. She's like, that's not what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, well, I'm going to find out what they look like, and then I'm going to get so good at drawing. <laughs> so that's Carrie, like, you really felt that insult, and you... Uh... You went with it. 25 years yeah. later, I'm really still right. like, I know so I'm like. going to show you what a yeah. dick looks like. <laughs> now I've seen a bunch. No, I haven't, Mom. <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Intense friendships. They're great. Yes. They are great. They so, are great. So how, does, how, does yeah. it be, how did it become like, yeah, now it's like many, many years later, and now it's like a much deeper friendship where it's like, when I see you guys together, it's like... You guys are just constantly, it's like a snark thing, but yeah. like in the most kind, loving way ever. Are you like an app fan? so funny. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there are just, there are the same jokes. And I mean, whenever I tidy anything up, I definitely take a picture of it and send it to her. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, Look what I did. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, do you, do you approve? Do you approve? Do you I like do what I job. did? Yeah, I know. I tidied up. And then she texts um, you a gold star. <laughs> yeah. And we do definitely have like a routine of things we joke to each other about so the other one of the other opposite uh characteristics that we have or one of the like matrix of opposites that we have is that i when i moved here was apparently very unfashionable i came from new brunswick Um, (laughs) the most fashionable problem i know i know people don't recognize the full like um fashionable and cutting edge nature of new brunswick but it really so i was like wearing like badly fitted jeans and but those are all um, in style now <laughs> well i know so she should have let it come around to me because mm-hmm. my like bulky boxy t-shirts and uh, misshapen jeans are now fully the rage <laughs> um so yes so she did a little like 1980s movie on me and makeover makeover <laughs> yeah. makeover 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 yeah 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 <laughs> so apparently 14 dollar haircuts are not the only option um clothes should fit a body yeah <laughs> apparently you're not supposed to use high clothes to like hide every like shape and uh, you nah, can you have shape. thanks you're welcome you can have more than two pairs of shoes what i know Price. yes and this is a problem okay. yeah this is the problem that i've realized that like it's gone too far because now i have more shoes than i have places to put them <laughs> so. she tipped you over the edge That's and she did. for your tootsies yeah because when i moved here i had a pair of hiking shoes a pair of climbing shoes and maybe a pair of sneakers um and then possibly a pair of like wear with nice clothes shoes, but I did not have a single dress with me. No, no. no. I have yeah, so like, many could dresses. You like a, could you do like a denim skirt and a t-shirt, maybe? <laughs> 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 the long denim skirt. Miss that, guys. Ooh, yeah. Miss that. You wear those with a peasant with, shirt. You wear those with sweatshirts in New Brunswick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got that full-on Duggar sexiness yeah. going for you, yeah. right? It's like, ooh, <laughs> who's gonna come a court? <laughs> it really is like that. So, oh lord. Yes. So you used to live in New Brunswick, and you lived like kind of you lived rough a little bit. Hey? I did. I did. I know. I have. I have fully. Yeah. Beyond that makeover, I've fully switched my life so my 10 years ago self might not recognize my current self that's so interesting <laughs> it's, I, you just never know where life will take you I guess um, so I look exactly like my grade 10 photo Aww. like exactly <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, continue. And I might look the same. I feel like people, when they see me, say I look exactly the same. But yeah, I lived in a little, like, tiny 12 foot by 12 foot cabin. Wow. Um, there was an outhouse. There was, like, a pump for water. Um, Did you have to, like, put your things on the wood stove to have a warm bath or something? Um, or? There was an outdoor shower. So there was only a summer living arrangement because it wasn't quite ready for winter. Because oh, wow. yeah, It's so quite cold. It winter, is quite cold in New Brunswick, yeah. yes. Um, and summer is great because you can live outside and be outside, whereas that kind of small amount of space is not great for... For yeah. when you're confined inside for the winter. So yeah. Sure. So yeah, it was a very kind of simple rustic. country rustic <laughs> life. Yeah. And um, now I live in like the middle of a modern urban metropolis. Yeah. And I do things like tell people that you can get really good fancy donuts at the fancy donut store down the street. <laughs> <Donut cartons. laughs> like, Did you try this new restaurant? I'm like, there's a great craft brewery down the street. And, <laughs> oh, and I used to be like, uh, I'm just going to go poo in this poo hole. And <laughs> <laughs> just poo in the poo hole. Yeah. I have a song for it. Um, oh, please. Yeah. Because a Share. remarkable amount of my, it's a very simple song. Uh, <laughs> That, because many in, in so many places in my life, not just that, like workplaces, I often had outhouses. So the song that I would sing to myself and to my friends was like, I'm pooing on pee and I'm peeing on poo. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all there is to the outhouse songs. That's a simple. Is it you do the opposite, Dookie? On the, on the goo? Would you sing it in the outhouse? Because, yes. But then, how can you maintain your just breathing through your mouth instead of your nose? You get used to it. You get used to it. So oh, yeah. you could sing in like it's almost like circular breathing, yeah. like um, an orchestra. An outhouse do it fast. used by a small number of people yeah. is fine. Yeah. Yeah. The outhouses where I went camping yeah. a little while ago. Oh, not um, fine. Disgusting. The yeah. pile was so close to the lid. Oh, there's so much dookie in and there. So many flies. Like, yeah. do they? Yeah. Do people like the ones that are dug out? Can they still get that big scooper guy to come and like suck it all up? Yeah. <laughs> Depending on stuff. where they are. So one place where I worked was a backcountry. Um, Lodge, mm-hmm. um, and because it was in the backcountry in a national park, they had to actually remove all the human waste. So there were big barrels, like those big kind of industrial ones that you see at construction sites. Right. Um, and you would poo on pee and pee on poo into those until they <laughs> formed a dome that you would like look at and do some high school math calculations and realize that that's probably as far as you could get, and then you would get. A yeah, it's disgusting. I'm and really horrified. <laughs> you would get a little like um, Forklet? like a little hand cart. Oh, okay. And oh. tip it out very gently, and put the lid on it. Like okay, so you take the you take the house off of the outhouse part. Then Is no, you go, go in the back and you remove the back, and then you're gonna like so that you walk up some steps to get in the outhouse. There's the barrel underneath. You sit on the top. Like so, the barrel is not buried. No, the barrel is at ground level, and the outhouse. You go up the stairs, and you're yeah. Oh. Sorry, did not explain that clearly. Okay, because I'm thinking like it's in the earth. Like the no. ones that the camp that I went to yeah. were like in the ground, and that was we had an outhouse at my cabin, which I grew up um, going to Green Lake near Seventy Mile House. I don't know if you know the interior nope. of BC very well. It's the Caribou region. Very nice. We had an actual bathroom, but there okay. was like nine people who stayed at this cabin, and so one bathroom not usually enough. Yeah. So we had the outhouse, but. But we just moved it at one point. Like, yeah. we filled it in yeah. and moved it. Yeah, in small places, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This was, like, a lot of people coming in to be guests, so it had to be moved out. So yeah. you'd have to, like, squish, squish the lid on. Yeah. Like, we'd make, like, some horrifying sounds. Yeah. as well. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, squishing. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, the and world's then... worst Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to take a little hand truck and just, like, wee, 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 
Yeah, it's moving out into the, the field. Lid does not pop off yeah. when you're trying Screw to tip it down it really, really tight. Yep. And yeah. Then you hit, don't hit any bumps. And then yeah. where do you take it? Well, you just to hell. <laughs> it's not one of those national parks in Canada that has a good volcano or anything. No. <laughs> the volcano. Offering for Pele. Pele no. the soccer player. No, Pele the goddess of volcanism. Oh. Yeah. yeah, Pele the soccer player. <laughs> uh, oh, you would wait till you had enough of them, and then they would call a helicopter, and then they would fly it out. Fly it out. Oh we did, we did airlift for this shit. <laughs> Hope to God that like the helicopter things don't break when it's too far up that the impact would then yeah. have it come flying and down would, and the lid fall off. And you would both like crash your helicopter and be in a pile of shit. Yeah, and at that point in my life, I had never ever been in a helicopter, and I thought I never ever would get to go in a helicopter. You it was in like, the poo helicopter? yeah, my poo got to helicopter out of there, and I never did. Oh. <laughs> Your detritus got to go on a cool it's ride. A little piece of you, you know, I you're know. just sending yourself a all around piece of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate all of this, but it's so funny. I love acting 12, but like honestly, okay. puerile stuff makes me laugh so much. And I don't ever want to outgrow it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's so innocent, right? Like, I mean, even a boner joke is so silly. It's just human bodies, right? Like, the pure, like, oh, dookie and, and farts and yeah. boners and pee-pee and all this stuff. Like, it's just so funny to me. It is, and it's universal. I mean, you can laugh in different cultures. Like, farts are funny everywhere. So funny everywhere. And you can communicate with children because they're going to find farts <laughs> funny. My yeah. niece is almost 13. She still thinks farts are hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, great. She's yeah. very lofty and smart in other ways. She loves yeah. ballet, but she loves farts, yeah. too. I saw a video of a hippopotamus getting out of a... Did you see this thing? Is a hippo getting out at a, at, a, at, a, at a zoo or something, getting out of the water, and it's like a mom is recording it on herself. It's like, oh, he's coming out of the water! He's out of the water! And then you hear like a... And you're like, oh? And the tail starts going back and forth, and then this thing farts for 20 seconds straight and shits while it's farting, and it's like swinging its tail back and forth, and it is splattering everywhere. There's like a 20 foot radius on this duke, my friends. And it's just the fart keeps going, and the mothers are like, I think we can move on now. <laughs> the kids just the kids are like, What did he do? He farted. Because yeah. every human person should be able to figure out what happened there. Oh my god. Nobody should like, have a question about that. He farted. It's so funny to me. Oh my god. Like, it's just, like, just thinking about a hippo fart shitting. <laughs> See, that's why this is the best kind of humor is because it's so universal. Oh. It's so egalitarian. Yeah. It's so good. Just toots, man. Uh, when I finally started farting in front of my wife, like, now it's the funniest thing in the world. We keep it to a minimum, but when we do it, it's well-timed. It's always for maximum laughter. Because like, I got pretty good at holding it in after yeah. a while, but now I'll, like, wait till we're really snug and I'll be like, hey, baby. Yeah? Hey, baby. Yeah? <laughs> and she'll like full body laugh <laughs> so hard every time I do it I just love it I, just love I know it. why even bother writing jokes when yeah I just like take my microphone just <laughs> it's, like, fart into it all the time just like it's all maybe good maybe like a whole comedy show where you're you just, just like you want to see something funny accidentally get booked for a bunch of six year olds or something and be like well my Jeff Goldblum jizz joke probably isn't gonna play too well for this audience <laughs> yeah why not just be like, hey, one time my dad farted so bad we had to evacuate the house. <laughs> that happened. Sorry, John. I just told you. <laughs> yeah, we were watching Dances with Wolves. <laughs> and he farted so bad we literally had to like open all the doors in the house and leave. <laughs> 
I still don't know how Dances with Wolves ends. Do you dance with that wolf or not? It was so, it was like a hot, nasty part, too. Oh, God. We had a bass player that had just the worst parts. Bernie! The worst parts ever, 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 ever. And so you'd just be, like, playing this, like, really beautiful, intricate, like, acoustic prog rock song, and then suddenly you'd just be like, Oh, what did you do? Did that happen on stage or during rehearsals? Yes. Yes. (laughs) When it happened on stage, we never stopped because we're professionals, but the audience, you could see it in their faces. It didn't happen often, but every day. Every practice. Yeah. Every awful. single one. And it became like a more of a, he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, this isn't funny No, or cute. it's like being tear gassed a little bit. <laughs> a fart It is... wasn't as bad as my skunk experience, but it was fucking yeah. close. Yeah. I think that a fart that is not too stinky, but is very loud is the best kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, that's the funniest and the least unpleasant. <laughs> or yeah. the most pleasant? And no, least unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. Because of the double neg here. Yeah. The sound is definite funny. Um, oh, so funny. The smell is less funny. Less funny yeah. unless you have to leave the house yeah. for it, in which case it's a legend. <laughs> it quickly becomes a legend. So yeah. on that note, on the fart note, on that yes. brown note, yes. should we do a little tarot? Oh, yes. Oh, you guys yeah. want to get mystical? Yeah. Sure. Tell you what kind of farts your future let's has totally, in store for Let's you? totally take a whole different path. Okay. I asked right. Katie to bring the tarot cards because of our aforementioned political discussion. What's going to happen? I and If you could have... Did you... Like, could you have called anything? No, no, okay. no, no, no. It's like, it just works for people. Like, tarot for me is just like, Word. I'm feeling confused and I'm feeling scared about, like, the new direction. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid. You're weird about this new direction? <laughs> you gotta make friends with it. I just it. really want to embrace the new direction. <laughs> I just want to take it all in. <laughs> I'm doing the. I'm doing and the then kick. maybe let it out a little bit. Yeah. And then put it back in again. Yeah, I just yeah. really want to. I just really want to yeah. see like how much I can take. You know. <laughs> you guys, grow up. <laughs> this is episode sixty-nine. It should be adults. <laughs> uh, it is the episode before episode seventy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I was just yeah. I'm feeling like a little bit worried. Where like okay. it's like okay, like now suddenly I didn't times. know. Oh, are you gonna do like Lori this? first? Yeah. Okay. That's cool with okay. you. Oh wait, that not like that. That's stupid. So do like three, and then okay. like pick them up in weird There's ways. There's just water over here, so just oh, yeah. watch out. Careful yeah. now. I mean, they're yeah. these are sealed. Plastic I think so yeah. they should be okay. okay. But so, so just yeah, just like so three times. That? Cut them three times. Yeah. Okay. I was just gonna, what I like using tarot for is like it's symbols that come up, and it just kind of makes you think about what you're going through in your life, and kind of helps you clarify. I think so. That's 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 the way I. Do it, it doesn't um, predict stuff. Unfortunately, okay. I am better at reading for people I already know, which is like, oh, okay. that's not psychic. Like, no, it's not psychic. I'm just trying to help it's you interpret things okay. for your yeah. life because I'm like, I'm, I'm a, a super intuitive person. I don't think that I'm psychic or magical or anything, but I think I can help people like uh, make choices. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, I need to figure out what to do with my life. Like, I need yeah. to find a job. I mean, obviously, other people control that more than I do. Mm-hmm. So I want you to pick out three in order like uh okay. one one's gonna come like it doesn't matter where they come from but they but maintain the order of the three so it's okay. like anything that comes from here is gonna be one middle two this side three basically okay. so just okay whatever feels good to you okay. uh, some people like to put their hands over it oh. or whatever oh man i just was looking for ones that had like a nice amount sticking out <laughs> that's fine too actually so this one goes over or under uh you can put it under okay yeah and then, and then... a third also under cool awesome awesome okay i could do other spreads but i'm more averse i'm more versed to the three and because you know we don't have a ton of time so let's uh so we got 
for so we get this is past, present, future uh, okay. is generally so we characterize the past. This is an eight of swords. That's a pretty sexy picture, actually. Uh, two of wands Ooh. and a one of discs. Ooh, that looks nice. Okay, so, um, so I, I obviously don't know them very well it's yet. It's my but. friend Sharon who will hopefully have on here. She likes to get like what's even your first impression of the pictures on the cards. Mm-hmm. You know, like. It kind of looks. I like... I think that like this this demonstrates like a natural progression to me because it okay. looks like it. This looks like constraint, knowledge, and wisdom. Okay. Uh, like the ga- the gaining of knowledge and the wisdom. So I don't know if that's like I don't want to. I yeah. unfortunately already put that into your head, but whatever that feels like to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the thing that I looked at more was the fact that she can't see like that. There's that there's something covering her eyes, and she's mm-hmm. just it seems very passive there, right? And yeah. it's not necessarily she's like looking. a victim of circumstances. Yeah. Whereas or this something. person has something like. In her hand, I was looking at it. it looked like she's the world like, actually. She's, she's scheming or yeah. something. And she's actually putting her focus on something. And it's kind of cool that then the third one is like also someone holding like a ball in their hand, but it's a different thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's, it's a beautiful spread. Uh, I think that th- this like indicates like a real progression, more so than most, because a lot of people. Uh, just get on a hamster wheel and go forever. So you might be somebody who lives their lives more in a more staged way. Like you have a discrete experience and then you move on to something and then you're still taking that knowledge from before, but that you like to start over and try something new. Is, I would say is, that's fair. Is the impression that yeah. I get from this. Uh, and so eight, so I like to, I like to read the description for each individual one and then try to make sense of it. Okay. So the eight of swords is a lady has been removed from the castle and bound in isolation as punishment for some misdeed. Perhaps it is justified or maybe jealousy or resentment is acting against her. Whatever the cause, it appears that she has accepted her fate. Her feet are not tied. She could easily slip from the loose bonds that confine her. Mm. Something keeps her there. Something that causes her to believe in her own helplessness. Someone who believes that they deserve disgrace will always manage to achieve it. So the key ideas surrounding this card are resignation, depression, lack of self-preservation, belief that things are worse than they are. So that might reflect on a... That could be very far in the past, or it could be recently in the past. Uh, I know that the last time I read for you, everything felt very dense. Yeah. Like, that this was all, like, happening very recently, happening now, happening very soon. And this could be a much broader spread. Uh, And because I don't know you personally, I can't really make that... I can't make that connection for you, necessarily. Uh, and I'm not psychic, so I don't know. Um, but I am, like, weirdly uh, observational. Observant, I guess okay. is the word I'm going for. So we have the two of staves, um, or clubs, or whatever you want to call them. Wands. Wands. Um, from the heights of her castle's battlements, a lady looks out over her vast domain. In one hand, she holds a stave, and in the other, a globe. Together, they symbolize working her will in the world. Wow. Yeah. The right stave that is secured to the wall of power is held in reserve. Her authority has not yet been tested to the fullest, but she's confident Fair about enough. the future. She is ready for whatever challenges may come. Anticipation of change or challenge, welcoming the future, optimism. <laughs> okay. This feels very real. Yes. Yeah. This one in the middle, uh, and I think it really speaks to your career. Um, I'm projecting, but I'm okay. pretty sure that that's what it is. And we have the one of discs for your, this is your future card. Okay. So this is your, this is your present, which feels very accurate. Okay. That's... Uh, considering everything that's been going on. Uh, and let's go here. What do we got? More opportunities. Disc, disc, disc. Mm-hmm. So one of discs. What do we got? The Ace of Staves. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm not. I'm not sorry. I'm never sorry. Here we go. The Ace of Discs signifies the beginning of a fruitful period in which anything you undertake will add to your well-being. 
Wealth will increase, health will improve, partnerships both professional and personal will flourish. Others will reach out to help you directly or with offers of material aid. Be aware, this prosperous time is a gift and must not be wasted. Oh. This opening in the garden wall is an invitation to a better life, but you must choose to walk through it. So the key ideas for this one, material well-being, prosperity, good health, and uh, an unexpected gift of help. So, very positive. Maybe you don't need yeah. to look for a job. Maybe Something someone's going to offer you one. Extremely, Maybe. extremely positive is what I'm getting from this. And, I mean, I, it's very easy to just look at the election as something that's just yeah. happened. Like, all of the things that happened yesterday, basically, yeah. um, are coming to fruition in this, this your middle, your present card. Um, and definitely speaks to the future of this, too, because if, you know, the NDP and the Greens, their coalition is in government, there's going to be a lot more opportunity for people who do the kind of work you do. So I think that that's going to be something like you're going to be seeing some things rolling in for you, uh, maybe an embarrassment of riches or perhaps exactly the amount that you want. So you either have to be picking through things and deciding for yourself. This is what I'm getting with the combination of the present and the future card is that you're going to have to like, you will either be forced to make a choice between a lot of really nice options or something so amazing is going to end up in front of you that you're like, oh, this is what I've wanted to be doing for a really long time. And I think it's going to like escalate what you already have done to be like, okay, new challenge. Mm -hmm. Like the one in the middle was like your authority hasn't even yet been tested. Yes. So like something that's even more like you're going to really run some shit. Who run the world? Lori. <laughs> Basically. Okay, this is good. So, I really, I find that to be very helpful. Yeah, and this so. is, and I can't, I, I yeah. really, I don't know much about the history yeah. of things, but if you, if you were in a position where you didn't feel powerful before, or where you weren't sure what you wanted to do, but you didn't, you felt kind of powerless to take a step forward, but I think you've already done the Yeah, step no, that makes sense. I think there's lots of steps forward. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I've made big changes in my life, moving across the country and yeah. moving into new career areas. For um, sure. Yeah. So I think that this is like, this is very um, black and white to me, like in, in a way that usually a reading is not like normally I have to fumble quite a bit to yeah. try to figure out like how to make sense of it. But this is like very straightforward. It's kind of like yeah. struggle. Things are turning around and the future is yours if you take it. Yeah. Mm. Basically is, is how I would sum this and, up. And I like that where it's hard. like, don't like enjoy it and like, don't take it for granted of like yeah. season opportunity and that people will offer it to you is a kind of a cool thing. Mm -hmm. So just like to be keeping your, Stay, stay receptive. Yeah. Stay open okay. to things as they come. Um, consider things with the appropriate, uh, you know, gravitas and stuff, but also like follow gut instincts. Uh, a really big sense of that. Cause I know that that's something Chris you've been dealing with. It's like, I don't know what I want to do if things yeah. are changing. Mm -hmm. Like something is going to be presenting itself as the obvious choice, but you're probably going to try to justify why it's not. Uh, and I think that, like, that, I, I definitely do that internal, like, well, I don't know, what if this happens if I do this? But, like, if it feels right, definitely go for it. If it feels weird, pay attention to that and sit on it and just wait. <laughs> sit on it. And just see, like, <laughs> see what percolates and see if you're still feeling weird about it in a couple of days. It's probably for a reason. Uh, and if you're really, really jazzed about something and you can't stop feeling excited about it, that's pulling you in that direction. So... That's, yeah. that's what I'm seeing okay. with this spread, which is a that very nice great. spread. Nice. Cool, yeah, cool. and it's nice to, yeah, take time and think about things. And I have definitely, I'm trying to think, there was something recently that it was, that I didn't want to do, and I was resisting and resisting and resisting, and I felt awful about doing it, but I thought I had to do it, and then I didn't do it, and I felt immense relief about oh, yeah. turning down an opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I was just like, that was the right decision. I don't know why I felt like I couldn't make that decision. That's so I feel you like you need to, to take all everything. opportunities. You don't have to do everything. Indecision no. is so. often a decision. Yeah. 
-hmm. Not being able to decide something means you don't want to do it, probably. Yeah. Uh, and you, But you feel bad about not wanting to do it. You don't want to be inactive. You don't want to look like you're not keen to do work. Uh, but... You know, like the those instincts, the like the feeling, like the oh, I don't want to mm -hmm. do that is real. Yeah. Oh, it, and it needs very... to be paid attention to. And yeah. like, especially if you're going into things that have more of like a leadership quality, like to be able to say no, I don't want that in a decisive way. I think opens up doors to then be decisive about something. Yeah. And that like models leadership. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. No, oh, your tits good. are so sweaty. And my tits are so sweaty. I just I just pulled out my dress oh, and no. showed the huge line of sweat <laughs> under my breasts. So, Chris, you're going to do your three cuts, yeah. and then I guess we'll probably be cleaning this up and, yeah. and heading off, but I fucking miss tarot. I hadn't been yeah, doing it forever, we'll so I'm glad it was this. your idea to... I just, like, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit kind of, yeah, in in a similar position. Change just, is like, what hard. happens next? Change is hard, and I have a lot of competing kind of things in my life that I want to, like, get done, mm -hmm. you know? And so I don't know where they're all going to fit. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, change is really hard. Oh, and right, like, gotta... life is only so long. And yeah, mm -hmm. sorry. And I do want to do all the things. And I yeah. know that I don't get to do everything mm -hmm. that I want all at once. Yeah. Like, it's like, you can have it all, just not all at the same time. So I'm like, cool. I'm happy to space things out. But it's like, right now, there's like some interesting time things. But that what are to do colliding. first? Exactly. So I'll take you. You. Okay, so this is one, two, three. Brilliant. All right. Shum, shum, shum. Thank you. One was at the top. Yeah. Two and three, and I love my cards. Yeah, these are beautiful art deco. They're not really Alphonse Mucha, but they are very similar. Yikes. What is that? It's like a devil woman with her titties out. Oh, yeah, that's my pass, all right. <laughs> so this is the, this is 15. I know this is like a, oh, yeah. this is a major arcana, arcana card. I don't know what that is off the top of my head, but it looks like the devil lady. Well, there is a big sexy tail hell. coming out of the back. Yeah. She's the hottest card I've ever seen in here. Normally they're like beautiful and ascetic kind mm -hmm. of. So in the present we've got, Ooh. oh my God, you got two major, uh, no wait, this is a knight of something? The Knight of Swords, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, wow, this is, like, intense. The yeah. visual of this is so much less, like, chill than yours. And then we have the Seven of Cups, which is like, Oh, get away from me with all these cups! And what is this person? That looks like There's a like devil a... guy, too. I know, with, like, a really scaly it's kind of It's very, like, yeah. red. But it cools off. Like, yeah. It, it, it goes from really bright hot. red to a blue. To yeah. these, like, yeah. red, red, like red wings. Red. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, okay, so this is, so I'll give you this to look at. This is, so this is your past card. Wow, I'm juggling a bunch of naked people. That sounds like, about right. <laughs> yeah, if that's my pet, that's like hot, hot debauchery, I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is your present card? This Night? is like that's you... pretty intense, like head down. Well, that feels like what you've been like for drawn. the last couple of months. It's just get like, her get her done, right? Yeah. Sorry, with apologies to oh, fuck Larry the Cable Book Guy LLC. And yeah, this like definitely it feels like there's an embarrassment of riches as well, but like, oh, stay but back. But it's intense. Like, whatever it is, it's like there's too many choices. But there maybe? are, and it's like, they're all kind of like, uh, one's a snake and one's a... Yeah. Like there's some jewels and there's some stuff, but there's also like a demon thing and a pointy thing and like a masked person. So, mm. Yeah, Seem to, I'm interested yeah. to see where this is going. Oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> okay, so we've got your major arcana card is I should know what they are at least by now, but I don't. Um, so one day, though, 
Oh, it is the devil. Yeah. It's the devil. The devil assumes a pleasing shape to beguile the vulnerable to give in to her temptations. Sounds like you. She entices the weak to chase temporal <laughs> goals of wealth, lust, and domination, and her crooning dulcet words assure her victims that lofty pursuits are foolish. Hmm. Oh. Why strive for goodness and kindness in a world that rewards neither? The immediate pleasures are all that matter. We've talked about that at length. <laughs> the beauty of the devil beckons and enchants, but look closer. She wears the ram's horn that ruthlessly batter, the hey. peacock fan of empty pride, the bat wings of the darkest netherworld. Consider carefully the things that tempt you. Tear yourself free of addictions, manipulations, and emotional Ooh, bondage. that's real. Follow only those passions that lead towards the light. Key ideas. The allure of darkness, addiction, cynicism, separation from spirit, facing your demons. Ah, uh, that's a big thing, because I just played that, like, the show with my new band. I'm like, why am I not just a musician? I had so much fun being a musician. It was super debaucherous. I just, like, got wasted all the time, partied all the time. It was so fun. And it's like, I should totally just do that again, because I'm good at it, and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I should do something else, I guess. But that's... You're that's like, what... oh, wait, I can't do this 100% of the time because it makes me sick. Because now I'm 30 and yeah. like 32 and it's, like, too hard. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's actually a very intelligent um, contextualization of this mm -hmm. card because I think that that is very much like you're like, oh, come on, let's go to the railway. We're going to have some whiskey. <laughs> like, you're, you're always the devil on my shoulder, which yeah. I love, by the way. <laughs> and I don't want it. This is not a criticism, I think, but this is kind of like... Maybe this is something that has its tendrils in the present, but its its roots are in the past. Yeah, so I should maybe start letting that unfurl even more. Which yeah, is something like, that I've been thinking about of, like, moving into the next chapter mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. But, like, how do I still nourish my creativity while not necessarily yeah. indulging in is all the Is the debaucherous the side and the creativity side, is that in, in, is it inextricable? Or is it something that, you know, you can have in different measures? Mm -hmm. So I think that's worth considering. Um, and in the middle, I, I really can never tell if this is, like... I'm bad with this particular, uh, when it has the horse as a head, like it's not a number, it's just a horse. Yeah, no. it's a knight, knight I think it's, it's either the knight or it's the knave, because there's two different... Okay. It seems somewhat knight. confusing, I mean, he's... The knave, like... the knave is like the boy. You're like the, the boy. But like the knave is the page, right? You're right. Yeah. yeah, okay, so that's the knight. That's definitely the knight. He's so on a horse. the knight of swords. He's a fucking horse. <laughs> he's on the fucking... He's on, on the it? fucking horse. Or... Okay, so get on the horse that gets on the bus that gets in the. Yeah, okay, okay, so this is you. Get on the horse that gets on the bus that gets on the. Okay, so the Knight of Swords focuses on his goals to the exclusion of all else, including the feelings of others. <laughs> he moves aggressively towards what he wants, and he may consider other people as the obstacles in his path. He has no respect for the weak. <laughs> Either deal with him forcefully or get out of his way. Whoops. <laughs> the ruthless edge of his sword cuts both ways, for there is rarely true peace in his quarrelsome heart. If this card does not represent a person, it can mean a time of hard decisions and a need for change. God damn it. <laughs> Called out by the cards again. Drag me, Tara. Drag you, drag you, drag you. Key ideas are ruthless or angry action, cruelty, warrior mentality, and enemy advances. Christy mm. Clark. Bye, Christy. <laughs> Retire, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, retire jerk face. <laughs> and the Seven of Cups. I'm so curious about this because I, I do I'm... not know how to feel about this. I feel confused, which I feel like is the meaning of it, maybe. Yeah. It's just like there's too many things to look at there. So Seven of Cups, we've got somebody who reads Tara was listening to this. They're like, oh my god, she's gonna die! Or something like that. <laughs> we all are. Yeah, all, we yes. all are. So Spoiler I alert, that, we're yeah. all gonna die. We're just gonna have as much fun as we can before we do. Hell yeah. Or just work a lot. One or the other. Yeah, I guess yeah. those are my two. <laughs> okay, so you Seven of Cups. Seven, seven, seven. Here we go. <clears throat> Your future, Chris. 
A kaleidoscope of options revolves before you, each offering a different focus for your next step on life's journey. Okay. Love, riches, wisdom, worldly success, adventure, spiritual awakening. Yeah, those are all the things. All of these are more at your and more are at your fingertips. But how to choose? Fuck off, card. <laughs> if all choices seem equally appealing, perhaps it is not time to choose. On the other hand, perhaps you need to not choose just one cup. What is your ultimate version of yourself? Is your spirit big enough to embrace a multitude of possibilities? Yes. <laughs> Key ideas, confusion, too many choices, and overabundance of possibilities, and the need for delay. These are very, oh. very accurate. But like now, I today. want like another card to be like, and then, then do what this you choose. One. Well, yeah. okay, let's do let's do a one random draw. Okay, and hang on, let me just quickly shuffle these just a little. Because like I totally get that. Yeah, no, that's a, that's the point you're in, and you're like, no, 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 tell me what to do. Yeah, which I don't think that cards can do necessarily. No, but, I mean, it's just like, yep, yep, but you're right. The feelings that you're feeling. But I'm curious to just take one and see what yeah, happens. Yeah, and this is like, this is exactly what I would oh, have guessed. the same one that Lori had. Okay, oh, cool. Around that, it's like, like two choices. Yeah, that, yeah. Your, that your leadership needs yeah. to be tested. tested and, yeah. Hey, I think that this is, I think that this is like the, the opportunity that's right is going to present itself but hasn't yet. So oh. what is that? It's the second of wands. It's right? the second of wands. So let's let's just reread it one more time. Um, with this context. With this mind. context of like what is because you a, you had a question to ask. Yeah. Was like okay, so that's the future. What do I do with it? Yeah. Uh, and so that with the intentionality of pulling that, you got. It's cool um, that I got the same card that you. I know. Did. From all the cards. From the heights of her castle's battlements, a lady looks out over a vast domain. In one hand, stave. One hand, globe. This symbolized working her will in the world. Yeah. The stave is secured to the wall in power and held in reserve. Her authority has not yet been tested to the fullest, but she's confident about the future. Mm-hmm. That just sounds like you. Yeah. It just sounds like you on a basic level. I think mm-hmm. it's just telling me, like, you're going to figure it out. Yeah. But it's not telling me what it is. Yeah. But just, like, this is ultimate confidence in your Capricorn nature. It's mm-hmm. like, you got both. You'll be fine. Yeah. And the Bitch, idea- you'll be fine, <laughs> is what this card tells me. Yeah. It's like, you're so smart, you're so strong, and you are so multifaceted, mm-hmm. coming back to the themes But so, of- like, do I have enough to fill all seven cups? It's like, yes, actually, is, like, the point where it's like, I do want to do all of these different yeah. things, so maybe it doesn't have to be just one at a time yeah. either, yeah. but, like... Yeah, you're working yeah. your way. No, that, right? that's, that's what it said. This suggests, like, it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. just these two, especially these two together, your seven of cups and your two of, your two of staves is, like... Choices are scary and they're very hard, but uh, the act of making a choice is a really, really important piece of personal work, mm-hmm. and that's something you're going to be coming into. And unfortunately, cards are not being super specific about yeah. it, but like it does I suggest think to me everything's so nebulous anyway. It like... does suggest to me that you need to be in a position of authority, mm-hmm. um, not so much authority over other people, but with the ability to make decisions based on your own feelings and the way that you see things. Yeah. So whatever opportunity that shows up that allows you to do that. Grab it by the balls. Yeah, which is kind of what I was thinking anyway. Thanks, Taro. You're welcome. It Everything says, is solved. <laughs> we fixed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you want to do one for you, or are you okay? No, I, uh, I know what my future's all about. Yeah. It's just weed and ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up dirtbagging it as a stand-up comic. Hell yeah. Drawing I mean, dicks on everything. You know I'm going to go home and have like half of that bottle of wine and I'm going to do my own reading and then I'm going to come back and tell you what it was. Okay, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> well, I think that about does it for it us. Sure so we know does. the future. The future yeah. is how I talk. So I think there's like some lessons around like themes that we got out of this episode where it's like 
keep the silliness in your heart. Oh, yeah. Because it's, like, levity and, like, juvenile humor is, like, very fun, and it can, like, keep you young and silly and fun and buoyant. As you're heading into new directions. As you're heading into new directions. <laughs> and you just gotta That's run... That's my favorite in, boy band. You just gotta run into those new directions just face first, <laughs> and you just gotta take as much as you can, and you just gotta really... <laughs> you're insecure. Don't know what for. Oh, no, she's singing. Let's end you the episode. You touch my dick. Bye. Wait, oh, well.